Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was their finest. Guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. And I'm Sean. Now guys, we spent some time talking about mercury, lead, and arsenic, all sorts of poisons that are fun time and bad for you. Yep. But now we got to go through the other big contenders. Yeah, so basically those were poisons that Nathan wanted to know about first because he's trying to kill someone. But basically, right, right. He's, he's very interested in atomic poisons. Poisons that are just like a single atom yeah. and can go in there and wreak havoc, right? And in that case, mercury, arsenic, lead, all have those qualities. But there are a bunch of other poisons out there right. that are multiple atoms are little molecules, and they have different kinds of effects on your body, too, and can definitely right. kill the shit out of you, some of which are very popular. Yeah. Right? So, we're going to go through, we're going to be talking about cyanide, we're going to be talking about hemlock, we're going to be talking about strychnine, and deadly nightshade, right? Nice. A lot of heavy hitters, but non-metallic ones, right? Mm. So, let's go ahead and talk about how they work, how they're going to kill you. All right, so cyanide is one of the historical heavy hitters, right? Yeah, it's been pretty Hitler, popular. Hitler uh, famously didn't actually die at all. But if you, <laughs> if you do believe the history books... If Hitler died. Yeah, it was from cyanide. He poisoned himself with cyanide. He poisoned himself with cyanide and then shot himself in the head. He, I guess, didn't want to wait around what for a it. Goofball, but, like, huh? you know, but, but he did. Ass. He did take cyanide first, so great. He's you know like, I, mean? I was like, we're not going to invade Russia. Invade Russia! <laughs> I don't know, man. Also, the People's Temple. Boom. The People's Which Temple. Which one was that again? Was uh, that Koresh or was that Jim uh, Jones? Jim or? Jones, and they went uh, down to Guyana. Yeah. Right? And they like, killed a lot of people, man. That was like some crazy fuckers. Yeah, yeah. It was a pretty considerable mass suicide. Yeah. And then, with, you know they murdered a senator before that, too. Yeah, because he came down to see what was going on. And they were like, this is what's going on, Bob, or whatever. Well, actually, like, so, so, so I actually heard the recording. And like the thing is that like while he was there... For the most part, they were putting on a show for him, right? Oh, wow. So, so he actually his first sort of day there, things were fine, and he actually gave a speech to the congregation, being like, "You know, I came down because there've been a lot of questions about what's going on here, but as far as I can tell, y you all seem to have made a beautiful place for yourselves and seem to be having a great time." And the crowd just like fucking goes wild, right? right. Like it's like hundreds of people who think like they just made it, right? Yeah. But then like <laughs> some people who actually wanted to leave like passed a note trying to get it to the senator, being like, help us get out of here. Oh, wow. And that note was discovered. And then the senator was basically leaving, right? He was like, look, I want to help you guys, but, like, we didn't bring extra planes or shit for people. Right. So, like, I need to go back to the airport and everything. And on his way to his plane, he was murdered. Wow. Yeah. And That's... then they all took the flavor aid. Man, 
It seems like they could have just gotten out of that one, huh? Which is, yes. Sometimes yes. you just got to do less, you know? They're so close. Yes, that is true. But, uh, which is actually where the expression, drank the Kool-Aid comes from. Right, of course. Except it wasn't Kool-Aid! It you was know, flavoring. You know, I almost always refer to that when I'm, uh, when I have Dixie cups out. <laughs> and I... And I always, I forget that I say that every time. <laughs> just, so I bring out Dixie Cups and I was like, <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's sad it wasn't even Kool-Aid. You know yeah, what I mean? It was yeah, flavor That's yeah. a bummer. Anyway. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So cyanide, simple molecule. Right. I was just talking a big talk about how the other, you know, arsenic, lead, right. those there guys are- one atom. One atom. This is two atoms. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we didn't move up that much, right? Yeah. And actually, they're extremely small and simple atoms, carbon and nitrogen, being bound together to each other. Right. Okay. And the thing about cyanide is that it binds to iron atoms very nicely. We need iron. Yes, we use iron a lot in our we bodies. We can't have iron binding to some random bullshit. Right. Iron is used in some of the key enzymes and proteins in our bodies, including ones in the electron transport chain. And that means that cyanide shuts down that power right. supply and cellular respiration in like all of the cells that it gets into. Right. So any cell that cyanide is in, it shuts down cellular respiration. Right, that's a good recipe for dying. Right. This is actually kind of like, a lot of these poisons, basically that's what they're doing, right? A lot of these poisons fuck up cellular respiration. So thus far, in all of the poison episodes we talked about, there has been interruption of cellular respiration. In some of the next poisons we talk about, that's actually not the place where they hit. Uh, and so that'll be a fun thing for our, the next parts of this episode. Right, 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 right. Um, another place where cyanide can fuck up with iron is in heme proteins. Mm. Heme proteins are the ones in your red blood cells that help you move oxygen around your body. So as if shutting down cellular respiration wasn't enough, cyanide also makes it so that your blood can't carry oxygen as well. Mm -hmm. So early symptoms of cyanide poisoning are headache, dizziness, shortness of breath, and increased heart rate. Yeah. And then your heart rate tanks, you lose consciousness, and you have cardiac arrest. So what, what's the link between all of your cells not being able to do respiration and your heart rate tanking? So it's that certain parts of your body... Uh, need oxygen and need ATP at a much larger supply than yeah. other parts of your body. Right. And so it's like, where do you see the impact first is both where does the cyanide get to first, but then also where were those things needed the most? And your right. heart is always beating. It always needs energy to be able to be moving right. your blood around. And so it needs a steady supply of oxygen and it needs a steady supply of ATP to do that. Yeah. And so honestly, the organ systems that go first are your lungs, brain, and heart, and your, those your are some of the some of the heavy hitters, really? <laughs> They're nice ones to have around. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it's not like your pinky or anything like that. You're you're losing your lungs. <laughs> <brain>. <laughs> My pinky is cyanide. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So, so that's how acute cyanide poisoning ends up killing you. Okay? Crazy. All right. Okay, so we're done with that bitch. Okay, now we got to talk about one of the other really big historical ones. Right. This is a fun one. Okay, poison hemlock. Poison hemlock was the one that uh, killed Socrates. Uh, well, Athenian oligarchy killed Socrates, Sean. That's true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But not before Socrates taught all those tyrants. Yeah, so that's, that's true. Good. I'm glad he slipped that in there. Whoopsie daisy. <laughs> so, oh, and, and hemlock is a plant, yeah. right? And, and it can make a little bush that can grow up to look kind of like a tree. There is a main poisonous chemical in hemlock called conine. And it's an alkaloid produced by amino acids in the plant. An alkaloid is a secondary metabolite in the plant that has a nitrogen in it. Mm -hmm. Secondary metabolite means it's like a, it's something produced during metabolism that's not actively for energy reasons. Right. It's and for killing people. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, is hemlock like trying to be poisonous so things don't eat it? Or is it kind of just an accidental byproduct? 
So it, it's not an accidental byproduct. There are enzymes to specifically make conine. No. The thing is, it's not totally clear why it's making the conine. Yeah. It might be uh, like a pesticide kind of thing to keep things from eating right. the leaves. It's just there are other plants that produce conine that don't really get eaten that way. And mm-hmm. we're not sure why they make it. Right. Like, uh, I think it's pitcher plants. Pitcher plants produce conine mm. also. Weird. But like... Things don't really eat pitcher plants to begin with. Yeah, pitcher plants eat things. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not clear why they're making it. But in any case, hemlock is making a shitload of it. Right. A six to eight of... leaves. Yeah. Fuck if you, you if up. If you were to eat six to eight leaves of hemlock, that is enough to kill an adult human sometimes. You know? Yeah. Some adults are a little bit stronger than others, but it'll get yeah. you. You know, yeah. somewhere in there. Like, it only takes three leaves to get me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, some adults are weaker than You're others. You're a little sensitive. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Um, it's enough to make you stop breathing. Basically. And so the way that conine works is it's not about the electron transport chain, right? It it is different from those metal and small molecule ones. This one is binding to a pretty specific neurotransmitter receptor in your neural synapses. Yeah. It's binding to nicotinic acetylcholine receptors. Okay. These are at the neuromuscular junction. Yeah. And so what that means is, you know, there's a place where your neurons go to your muscles to tell them when to like flex and shit like that, right? So it's where the neurons and muscles meet up. And that's where conine is sort of breaking up the so messaging. So do you just go numb or do you, is it worse than that? So you go well, into, you die, you so go yeah, into something, <laughs> it will kill you. You go into something called flaccid paralysis. That's a problem I have after drinking sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, you go soft. The scientific <laughs> definition of, uh, or term for whiskey dick. You can't, it's right. paralysis, so you can't move your muscles anymore. Wow. And they're not in a flexed position. They're all loosey-goosey, right? Wow. So you can't use your muscles at all. You fall to the ground. You're all loosened up. And you just lay there without being able to move. That sucks. The thing about conine is that it is affecting the neuromuscular synapses, not your central nervous system synapses. So you're awake. You're awake and your brain is fully functioning as you cannot move at all, including breathing. Wow. So you suffocate to death while fully awake and aware. That's cool. Socrates should have shut his whole mouth. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Like in there be like, I had to be a smart ass. Yeah, so think about that next time, Socrates, yeah, yeah. you dumb bitch. Yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Yeah. It's yeah. not my favorite. So let's take a break. And when we come back, let's hit up another one of, oh, I would say, a fairly famous poison, this time strychnine. Okay. This episode of Petri Dish is sponsored by Safety Light, a home security solution for proactive nanny state liberals. Our competitors set up a bunch of surveillance cameras and exchange your privacy for some semblance of peace of mind. Then they alter the cops, who might show up, after they're done shaking down jaywalkers for donut money. None of that weak shit with safety light. We use a patented technology adapted from the same system Bill and Melinda Gates use to zap mosquitoes out of the sky with lasers. Our system uses these same lasers to bring the fight right to your door. After our cloud AI system verifies someone as an intruder, our lasers will guarantee their blindness, if not outright maiming. And for our conservative listeners, we have a limited time offer for Safety Light Shotgun. It's a shotgun. Shoot people yourself. You know you want to. Listen, you've heard pitches from all these other pansy security companies profiteering from the collective American unease. But a camera won't make you safe outright violence will. So get a fucking laser today with Safety Light. 
Go you ahead. know, I actually have not heard of Strict Nine. Oh, okay. Yeah. Strict- makes me think of District Nine. Mm. I have heard of. I've even seen. I've seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh Prawns. You fucking prawn. So, in the country of India. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a tree called Strychnos Nux Vomica. Okay. Which is also <laughs> known as Nux Vomica. Uh, n- or poison fruit. Nux vomica sounds like um, maybe like Bowser Galactica. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, yes. I don't. Know. I am Nux vomica. It's honestly one of the weirder names I've ever heard for a tree. But right. anyway, uh, it's also okay. called poison fruit. Right. It's also called semen strychnos. All right, and Quaker bottom. <laughs> Quaker buttons. Oh, the <laughs> <laughs> Freudian slip. Uh, and finally, <laughs> my name is Seedum, Seedum Quakerbottoms, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm mayor of this here town. So poisonous. Okay, so <laughs> the strychnine tree. From the seeds within the fruit of this tree, you can get this deadly alkaloid. Another fucking alkaloid, huh? Alkaloids are pretty much the poisonous thing that plants make. Right. Okay. Uh, it's because it's a relatively easy metabolite for plants to make. Right. Because so many of the times metabolism is about amino acids and using amino acids. Right. Amino acids have nitrogens in them. So the product has a nitrogen in it and that automatically makes it an alkaloid. Why do alkaloids tend to be poisonous to us? I guess they don't tend to be. It's just some of them are. Some of them are. And then a lot of times that's because they will bind in places where stuff that also has amino acids in it. So like yeah. our neurotransmitters, a lot of our neurotransmitters have an amino acid in them. And so alkaloids end up looking kind of like a neurotransmitter. Yeah. And bind the same receptor. Jeez, and will then man. shut things down. Right. So uh, there's know, this alkaloid. This is why, you know, sometimes you see things like Osmosis Jones and you think that like your cells and your molecules could just like stop an alkaloid. Yeah. But then you remember that they're not sentient. Right? Yes, like that's yes. kind of the lie behind that show. Yes. That's what's misleading is actually these are non-sentient things just operating. Yeah. They're just moving around, bumping into shit, you know, trying to have a good time. Osmosis Jones, man. Sometimes a liar, I <laughs> it's guess. It's funny. You know, it's funny given uh, not so recent events anymore is how I always thought Will Smith Played oh Chris Rock's character. Oh, God. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know why it was funny at the time. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, so look. Did you hear Will Smith tried to attack Dave Chappelle the Hollywood <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, my God. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So, strychnine, very toxic, colorless, bitter. It's been used as a poison mostly to try to get rid of pests, Okay. And so, while there are many compounds called rat poison, right. strychnine is one of them. Is the main rat poison. So, what do we use for rat poison before we invented India? <laughs> right? <laughs> <Just being like. laughs> no, we, did. We, we, only, we only loved rats until India existed. Yeah, yeah. until 1947. Oh, my God. And then, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we had all this rat poison. Well, we have another thing to thank Britain for, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Okay, okay. So, okay, look, okay, okay. Uh, strychnine was also something that you'd, like, dip arrows into to make arrowheads poisonous. Right. Not as effective as bullets the Indians found out in, <laughs> in the 1800s. <laughs> yes. Yes. Again, you just know. Kidding, just kidding. Oh, the British. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sometimes strychnine is found in laced street drugs. Is this to kill an enemy gangster or something? No. It's potentially to give them a little bit more kick. That's pretty funny. That's a hell of a kick, huh? Well, just a uh, poison. Yes. But do, it's, it's do kind of a cheap way to do that. poisons? Like, is meth a poison? Uh, yeah, sure, sure. It is? Okay, interesting. Well, so, I mean, it, it's just the issue is that, like, pretty much any 
so many compounds will be poisons if you go up to a lethal right, dose. Right, we kind of talked about the, and, the taxonomy issue And, here. like, pure meth will, at a certain dose, guess what? It's gonna kill you. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, so will water. Yeah, exactly. We should legalize all exactly. this stuff. And there is presumably, at some point, an amount of THC that could kill a person. It's just we've never been able to find it. It's like where it displaces oxygen. Andre's been searching for that. (laughs) 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 Hasn't hit it yet. He's never found it. All right. All right. So strychnine. That's hilarious, though. Drugs. All right. Dizzy kick. Is a molecule that binds to and blocks, again, certain receptors in the synapses. Specifically, though, different receptors than hemlock does. It binds to the glycine and acetylcholine receptors. The glycine and its receptor, normally in your synapse, are inhibitory signals. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is that if your synapse is firing a lot, glycine might be released to kind of slow things down a little bit, kind of shut down the firing, right? right? But what happens is if you have strychnine, the strychnine will basically keep glycine from doing its job with the receptor. And so that means your signals keep firing too fast. Mm. Okay? And so... That basically makes you go into convulsions. Yeah, this is It's literally making you fire your neurons and shake a bunch. Wow. Right? And if you have acute strychnine poisoning, you will keep convulsing until eventually exhausting yourself to death, biting your tongue at some point, and suffocating yourself to death on your own blood, or the neural pathways in your brain that control breathing will become paralyzed from overactivity and you'll just stop breathing. Crazy, man. So any number of those ways by strychnine will kill you, and those are actually a lot of ways in which strychnine is supposed to kill pests and stuff like that, too. Bummer. How can you treat strychnine if you ingested it? Is there, like, a thing, or are you just donezo? Uh, I think there are certain... So I, I don't think there's anything that we use to bind strychnine, but there might be some stuff that basically will inhibit the other receptors in your neurons to right. try to slow them down. Okay. Right. And then basically for long enough that the strychnine just kind of wears off. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. H- how about with cyanide and hemlock? Are there treatments for these things? Uh, cyanide is a tough one because basically it's just a carbon and a nitrogen. Right. And if it's in your system... You need, like, an anti-nitrogen. Like, you need to use antimatter particles. I mean, I I think, basically, if you get cyanide into your body, they try to pump your stomach. Right. And try to make sure that you don't absorb any more of it. Right. And it's kind of a hope that, like, you don't have any further issues. Right. I think. Uh, I think that's the main way that you... How about hemlock? Uh, hemlock... You gotta get rid of the tree ahead of time. (laughs) Just gotta cut that tree down, dude. I think by the time hemlock is working... You're uh, oh, well, there is a thing you can do. You can do artificial respiration on the person. Uh, so you can basically force their body to breathe for mm. them, which, since the main way that you die is that your paralysis makes it so you stop breathing, yeah. you can hopefully do that for long enough that, right. the, that the hemlock will wear off. Which Socrates' student would have tried, but he never let him kiss him on the mouth. <laughs> yes. So yes can... they, they were only acolytes. Okay? Yeah, if they had yeah, reached yeah, a certain yeah, level, yeah, yeah, yeah. then they could have kissed him on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they were working up his body. Yeah, you know what I mean? They exactly. just didn't get to the mouth yet. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're like, Socrates, let me force breathe you. He's like, no, no, no mouth. Yeah. <laughs> no kissing. No mouth stuff. Yeah, no yeah. mouth stuff, okay? Uh, <laughs> this isn't Sparta. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Are we doing another break or are we just going to do this? Uh, we time? should probably take a quick break. All we're right. going to take a break and then we're going to talk about some more freak-ass plants. Yes. After the break, what we're going to come back to is basically the nightshade family of yeah. plants. Tomatoes. Yes. Yes. You're right. Take a break. The following is an actual advertisement. 
Hi, I'm Kate. I'm a scientist. And I'm Matt. I'm a science enthusiast. If you're a scientist, or just enthusiastic about science, we have a podcast for you. Our show is called Curiosity Killed the Rat. And we answer questions like, what does the appendix really do? Why does a boomerang come back to you? Hypnosis, pseudoscience, or legit? All this with a spoonful of banter to help the science go down. With a new episode dropping every second Saturday, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or YouTube. Or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the handle at CuriosityRat. Tomato boy, you're my plump and juicy tomato boy. Oh Let me squeeze you for V8 juice. Oh my shit. Let me squeeze you for the juice. All right. So this last category is a bunch of plants that are in the nightshade family, which also has tomatoes, potatoes, and eggplants. Yeah. Okay. So the big time poisonous ones are deadly nightshade, a.k.a. belladonna, henbane, and mandrake. I feel like mandrake is like a name in a lot of fantasy stories, I feel like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're mandrake. Yeah, it's in like Harry Potter and shit. Is that a name in real life? Is anyone named mandrake? I don't know. I know somebody named Drake. I think uh, he's <laughs> a man. Close. That's close. Yeah, he is. He's the dude. Drake, come a man. <laughs> yeah, man, uh, Mandrake. Uh, I think Mandrake Nightdonger would be a good name for a character. Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. beautiful. Nightdonger yeah, yeah. especially seals the deal on yeah, that yeah. one. Um, so, Atropia Belladonna, a.k.a. Deadly Nightshade. That's too cute of a name to be deadly. Belladonna. It's because it's beautiful. Oh, it it's is. really beautiful looking, and the fruits of it look like these kind of like delicious cherries. And they're sweet. And they're sweet. That's crazy. They're built to kill kids, <laughs> And so if you just have Belladonna around in the yard, the odds that a kid goes up to it and it's like, oh, yummy looking fruit, eat it, taste sweet, and then die. Because it is extremely dangerous for kids. Well, that's why the only thing my kids are going to eat is uh, just like Twix bars. I'm going to train them to not eat fruit because some fruit can kill. Oh, uh, well, you're going to hate the fact that Henbane, its fruit, is a Twix bar. What? No. I'm just oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm so gullible. All right. Uh, you're just used to me actually saying real things on the yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, henbane is another nightshade. It's been used for a long time for hallucinogenic properties. So That's you, cool. you can you can make certain kinds of teas and infusions out of it and trip balls. Although dose-wise, it's hard to draw the line between hallucinating and having convulsions from poisoning. Interesting. Uh, and then mandrake. Do people still use it at all for teas? Well. I don't think you're supposed to. Right. But I, you know, you know I, some I people do. People can trip balls on it. It still exists out there, and right. you could do that. It's just, it is dangerous because the compounds are At a certain point, there, it's a convulsing poison. Yeah. I mean, at, at the end of the day, so many drugs that we might take for recreation right. have some kind of line between their effective dose and their lethal dose, right? Right. And for some drugs, that's very far apart, right? right? You can have an effective dose. And then if you were taking just like an incredible, like thousands of times more, then you'd die, right? right? But for other drugs, they're pretty close to each other, right? Yeah. And so if henbane you just take a little more bit more. That. Yeah. Henbane, it's hard to control the dose properly for that, okay? Mandrake is a plant where the roots kind of look like a person. Right, and right. And so there's a lot That's of legends why, right. about like if you they're pull like, it out and it's screaming, then that like can like, do all kinds of shit to that, people and stuff. There's some stupid legends. That's true, but... Mandrake also has those hallucinogens in it, okay? Ooh. So all three of these plants, the reason why I just blasted through all three of them is because they're actually very similar to each other. All right. In that they have powerful alkaloid compounds, mainly tropane alkaloids, like atropine, scopolamine, and hyoscamine. 
So we'll start with Hyoscamine first because that's the mainly poisonous one. Uh-huh. Uh, Hyoscamine poisoning results in headache, vomiting, blurred vision, and then a bunch of brain impacts like hallucinations, euphoria, sexual arousal, short-term okay. memory loss, and potentially a coma. So this is good. This is not a poison. This is good. Well, it can, it can put you into a coma. So you see, so you fuck your way into a coma. Yes. And so, you don't remember it because you have short-term memory loss. Crazy. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay, let's calm, let's calm down. Get me some henbane uh, tea, baby. Okay, okay, okay. So look, very closely related molecularly. This is the sweetest fruit. Very closely related is scopolamine. And scopolamine is actually pretty commonly used to treat motion sickness. Right. We use scopolamine all the time. But if you had too much of it, you'd get aroused and fuck your way into a coma. Yeah, or go into convulsions. Uh, you, you can have some issues. Right. Atropine, again, a pretty closely related molecule, is uh, usually used to help treat people who have been poisoned with other stuff. Okay. So it is itself potentially a poison if you take too much of it, but we do use it to combat certain pesticides, and nerve agents, like sarin gas. So these guys must all begin in some receptors being crazy. Exactly. So they're all binding similar sorts of receptors. And the way that atropine can save you from something like sarin gas is that they're getting into synapses and binding sort of like counter receptors to whatever sarin gas is doing. Right. So for example, sarin gas basically activates a certain kind of receptor and... Atropine inhibits that receptor, so they balance each other. What happens is atropine is inhibiting acetylcholine receptor. Sarin gas inhibits acetylcholine esterase, which breaks down acetylcholine. So at the end of the day, you have this whole balancing act and everything like that. And you're just trying to delay things for long enough that the sarin gas will degrade. And then you can stop doing the atropine because you you do want signaling. So you have to dose it kind of carefully, right? Right. So... At the end of the day, a lot of these poison things, especially in something like Deadly Nightshade, do have uses. It's just in the plant form, it's hard to control the dose. Right. And so it can be very dangerous for kids or adults to be randomly eating Deadly Nightshade or munching on mandrake leaves or something like that. But when we can isolate the compounds out and then have them in very specific doses, we can use them for all kinds of stuff, including treating motion sickness. As opposed to lead, which is just like... Yeah, no, no good. go. No good. Yeah. Yep. Don't like it. Well, goddamn, Sean. I mean, I, I think we have a very good smorgasbord of poisons to choose from. People, I think, have learned a lot about being able to kill other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this is not just some but, lunchable. Hold on. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah right, right. <laughs> Don't kill anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need to at least say that once within all of these yeah. episodes. I feel like there's better ways to kill people these days. Like bullets and stuff. Well, Putin's still killing people with poisons. Well, yeah, but he does it, like, cooler with, like, radioactive rocks or something, right? Like, he's just like, he's just like, you open your backpack and there's, like, a stick of fucking uranium and you're like, ah, I shit. I mean, one of the dudes that he poisoned was poisoned with dioxin, which is a kind of small molecule. Uh, but, yes, also he's done radioactivity poisoning, which is frustrating, too. Damn. Putin's very naughty. What do you mean by frustrating? It's frustrating because he's so tricky. Well, he, he was tricky up until he wasn't, huh? Like all of a sudden, really not tricky, kind of blunt even. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I think the pandemic did a number on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it affected uh, all of us. <laughs> it affected all of us. You know, like I got a lot of writing done, and Putin actually also did a lot of writing. He wrote a lot of historical essays. Putin changed too. Yeah, we all changed in the pandemic. All right, guys. 
Well, having talked about that last poison. Yeah. Um, Th- this is basically it for poisons. Although I do think that we're going to come back in an episode later where we talk about venoms. Yeah. And venoms are things where they're poisonous, but you need to be injected with them. Right. If you ah. eat them, it doesn't do anything. So it's right? going to bite you. Right. So we're going to talk about venomous spiders. Yeah. Venomous snakes. Right. We're going to talk about venomous platypuses. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's going right. to be very fun. Jeez, man. I'm looking forward to that. So, guys. Thank you for joining us on Petri Dish. Uh, thank you to Stacey Song, our sound learn engineer. Thank you, Brian and Griffin, for art. You can reach us at PetriDishPod at gmail.com, at Dish Podcast on Twitter. And then also, you know, there's money stuff. Money. At Patreon.com slash Petri Dish. Give us money. Yeah, if you can. Yeah. All right, guys. Look, we'll see you all next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Da 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 da